All right, you guys ready to get the show on the road? Let's do it. Yes. Okay, all right, let's have some fun tonight. Uh, first of all, assalamu alaikum and good evening to everyone that is watching or eventually going to be watching. Uh, my name is Omar Thabit here. Um, I am one of the hosts on the Table Talk podcasts. We have another host here, Abir Thabet. Big Sis is in the building as well. And then we have the guest co-host, Shema Ghalib, who is here as well. And then, of course, for those of you that know or eventually will get to know, um, we have the current mayor of the city of Hamtramck, Mayor Karen Majewski. And then we also have Dr. Amir uh, Ghalib is in the building as well. Um, he is also, they're both running for mayor in the city of Hamtramck. Uh, so first of all, I want to thank everybody that's here. I really do appreciate it. Both of these individuals were also on the original first debate night as well. And obviously they made it past the primaries. So now we are Congratulations down. Congratulations both of you. Congratulations to the both of you, by the way. Um, now we're down to the last two. And uh, first of all, I want to thank them for being here. I want to thank everybody that also posted some questions. I try to gather up every question and kind of put them together. And so uh, to give you a quick breakdown of what is going to be happening. So quick format breakdown. So each question, we're going to give uh, the, the candidates three minutes to answer each question. There are six questions altogether. Um, if they want to choose to rebuttal, they do not have to. But if you want to rebuttal, uh, you have one minute to rebuttal. I got the stopwatch right here. Uh, once we get to about 2.45, I'm going to start waving my pen, letting you know there's like about 15 seconds left. Obviously, you can go a little longer, but, you know, try to, I guess, respect the time. Um, and obviously, respect one another. Just got to make sure I mention that. And voting is two weeks from today. Exactly. So it's on Tuesday, November 2nd. So make sure you go out and vote, vote, vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for as long as you vote, all right? That is, that's important that you go out and vote. And... Uh, before I even get these questions started, you know we have to give a uh, shout out to the people who uh, made this whole thing happen, which is the sponsors. So first and foremost, I want to give a sponsor of this show. Uh, the sponsor of this show is actually the Yemeni American News. The Yemeni American News is a news organization that has been providing reliable and informative stories around the metro Detroit area and in Yemen since 2007. They are an online and print news organization. Their news is printed in Arabic and in English. You can find their online articles on their website at theyemeniamericannews.com or on their Facebook and Instagram pages, The Yemeni American News. You can find their print copies at the end of each month at any local business in the Detroit, Hamtramck, or Dearborn area. I don't want to say any, but many local businesses in the Detroit, Hamtramck, and Dearborn area. You know, great people over there. You know, I even do some freelancing for the Yemeni American News as well. Rashid Nizadi, you know, I had a post about him of how he's someone that I look up to. Great guy, uh, Rashid. And uh, so I just want to make sure I give them a shout out. And then also I want to give a shout out to the other sponsors of the Table Talk podcast. I'm not going to go into detail too much, but it's the Balkan House Restaurant. You got BC Adhesives. You have Give to Gain. And then you have Leo's Coney Island from Royal Oak. So thank you to all of those businesses as well for keeping the show afloat, uh, as they would say. And so, yeah, with all that said, uh, we talked about the sponsors. We talked about everything. Uh, and I thanked everybody for being here. So now we can kind of get the show on the road. Uh, for those of you that are watching, or like I said, eventually watching, uh, we go live on YouTube, as you pretty much already know, Oz Media 313 So that's where we're at right now. We are on YouTube. And with all of that said... Uh, we split up the questions so that we all have two each, you know, all the hosts in the building. So, Big Sis, I believe you have the first question of tonight. 
right. And uh, you want to start off with the mayor. Um, yes. The mayor, you'll be the first one to be able to answer that. And obviously, you can introduce yourself if you want to. Um, but go ahead, big sis. Okay, so we all know being the mayor of Hamtramck is not a sustainable, you know, income. So what is your passion about being mayor? Why do you want to be mayor? So, well, the city manager system, uh, it guarantees that elected officials don't depend on their, their salary as elected officials um, for their livelihood, and that's a really good thing. Yes. Um, it brings people together who have a variety of areas of expertise, of professionalism, and brings all those different perspectives around the table as we make decisions for the city. Um, that's a very, very good thing. And um, for me, um, leading the city and telling its story around the world you lost her. So yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's been a been an been an honor and a and a, and an adventure um, that can't be measured in uh, dollars. Um, helping shape the narrative around immigration um, as is part of my life's work, and um, so this position is really an extension of my profession, an unpaid extension of my profession. Um, before I ran for public office, I was a member of the Hamtramck Historical Commission, which is also, of course, an unpaid. Um, volunteer position. Um, and like uh, a lot of residents, we channel our interests and our, and our talents into different volunteer kinds of activities for the city. So um, this is, uh, uh, and I've never been motivated by money for anything. Um, this, I've always lived modestly, paid off my bills every month, um, you know, uh, bought everything secondhand, um, and, and I've never aspired to a higher office that, that has more prestige or pays more money, um, even though a lot of people have tried to persuade me to do that. Um, my only aspiration has been to serve Hamtramck, to um, make sure that it's a good and warm and welcoming place uh, for people to fulfill their dreams and live out their destinies. Um, once I decided it was the, the place that I wanted to live, um, a place where I felt at home, um, that the sacrifice that I had to make some, in some terms of, of career choices um, it really wasn't a sacrifice. It was an opportunity. And um, so before I left my job with a, a Community and Economic Development Institute and Research Institute at the U of M a few years ago, um, I started my own business in Hamtramck. So I bought a vacant building. <laughs> Um, and uh, renovated it and tried to turn it into a destination that would um, bring other people into Hamtramck and that would be a, a, a kind of a, a welcoming and, a, and an attractive place for people. So, so you know, Hamtramck's a place, I think, where an, one individual on a street makes a visible difference in the city. And that's been my whole aspiration. It hasn't, you know, nobody does this for the money. Um, they do it because there's something that they feel that they, that they have to contribute and it's part of a, of a kind of a, a tradition, an American tradition really of public service and giving back to your community. And, um, but I've been, I have to say that I've been paid back for this um, position in ways that you know, are immeasurable and that have enriched my life. And, in all kinds of ways, just not monetarily. Definitely. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Mayor Mieski. And I, I do want to quickly mention as well, you know, we have the, the whole vibe going on too, by the way. We got the tea. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. We even got the sabaya over here. Zach, I don't know if you want to zoom in right here and uh, show the sabaya and the tea as well. Uh, and so, you know, we, we, we got the whole vibe, like I said, going on over here and just wanted to make sure. And you're more than welcome 
to grab you some tobacco too if you want some tea. Just want to make sure we got, you know, we got Zach and Ali here from the Movement Podcast helping out as well. So we appreciate them. Zach, make sure we're zooming in and out, by the way. I don't know if it's showing on your, your phone. Okay, I just want yeah, to shout out sure. to my mom and your mother-in-law for the, yes. my mom for the sabay and your mother-in-law for the tea. Yeah, so we you know we want to make this a nice vibe situation so we have a good conversation. So Dictude, uh, the same question goes for you. I don't know if you want yes. to repeat it one more time. So we all know that you're not in it for the money, but um, what is your passion about being mayor of Hamtramck? Well, thank you first for the sabaya. It's really good, but it made me a little bit sleepy. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, why do I want to be the mayor? I'm sure there's something good about it. That's why the mayor doesn't want to leave after 16 years. <laughs> so I really, um, it's all about the people. Um, I'm running to do something for the people, not to be something. So... People, what impacts the people in Hamtramck impacts me. So I see people feeling, they feel disconnected, misrepresented, ignored, and I'm running to fill that gap between the government of the city and the people, and, and to make sure there is an equal and fair representation of all the people. Um, I feel that the city government does not reflect the demographics of the people, of the residents of Hamtramck, so we want to make sure that it's reflected there. And like I said, we are in the medical field. We are there naturally to serve. So the desire to serve the people is already within. Now this unconscious feeling comes to lead uh, is just to have uh, you know, the power to make a change, positive change. So I think, not that I haven't made any positive impact on the community, I, I have participated in saving lives, relieving, relieving the, the pain and, and, and suffering of the people um, in the medical field, but I think I can do more. I have the enthusiasm and the energy to do more to serve the people of Hamtramck. So if I'm elected and given the opportunity to be in the decision-making position, I think I can uh, create more uh, positive change on the community and um, we can we can all work together to make Hamtramck a better place, uh, you know, to live in for us and for our generation. You know, they, they keep saying that if you want to test the person's character, give him power. So I think if I'm given that power, which is limited anyway, it's not an absolute power, but I think I can do more. I, I have more free time because people keep telling me, oh, you are busy. I have a lot of free time. Uh, if you work a 48 hours because you have to work. This position is not going to provide you with money. So you have to work on the side. So I have a lot of time, not 20 hours a month, but I can provide 20 hours a week to serve the people in addition to my um, current job. Uh, some breaking news for some people that the mayor position does not provide money for, <laughs> for, for the uh, person who is in the mayor position, by the way. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for those answers. Uh, I don't know if you want to rebuttal. Again, for those that are watching, we have six questions. They got three minutes each to answer each question, and then we're going to give them a minute each to rebuttal. You know, I give you the opportunity to rebuttal. If not, we're going to keep it moving. All right, so let's keep it rolling then. We're on question two. Shayma, it's on you. Okay, so both of you guys have doctorate's degrees. Um, how will you be able to use the education and background that you have to serve the Hemtramic community? We're going to start off with you, Dr. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so, I, 
have 11 years of college education in different areas from biological science, four years to health and nursing science, four years but done in one year accelerated program to medical science, four years in medical school. So I believe throughout all these years um, that I have gained so much experience and skills that, that will you know, enable me to, to help the people and serve them because what is medicine is all about? It's all about serving and caring for the people, right? It's all about diagnosing the problem and treating it, right? It's all about research and evidence-based practice. So utilizing all these skills that I've learned throughout all these years, I'm sure I will be able to, to, to add something to, to Hamtramck uh, uh, residents and to the city uh, as a whole. We learned how to communicate with highly educated and professional people, but at the same time, we learned how to communicate with people of middle and low socioeconomic class people, uh, people of different cultures and backgrounds. We learned how to provide culturally competent care to them. So uh, the fact that I have all these skills and education will provide me, will enable me to deal with all the different ethnicities and groups in Hamtramck. I speak more than one language, because English is my third language, I would say. Arabic is my first. Medical language is my second, <laughs> yeah. English is my second. It is definitely but I, different. Yeah. It definitely is a language. <laughs> so, so I'll be able to communicate with people. We learned how to uh, work under stressful environments and um, how to manage time and stress, how to prioritize tasks. So all these skills, I will put it under the service of the people in Hamtramck, and I'm sure I will be able to you know, improve um, you know, add something to the city um, administration and, and work together with the rest of the people in the government to improve the, the life of the people uh, in Hamtramck. So uh, there's so much to say, but uh, I'll stop here you know, <laughs> for uh, the sake of time. Same question goes to the mayor. I don't know if you want to repeat sure. that question. Um, sure. With your degree, with your doctorate's degree, how would you feel that your educational background will best serve the Hamtramck community? So first, a little bit of background about me that maybe some folks don't know. I'm the first person in my family to go to college at all. Um, so I graduated early from high school. I went to work in a factory and earned enough money to pay for my first year in college. And then I worked my way through for my MA and my BA, BA and MA, and then went um uh, worked again for a few years and then went on for my PhD. So, um, and that PhD was from the University of Michigan, one of the most prestigious, some people say, you know, the, the most prestigious public university in the country. Um, so the demands of getting a PhD from a university like that, you can imagine that was intimidating for someone who had never been to college before, who never had a, had a family history of going to college. Um, it, it developed my skills in research, in critical thinking. Um, it tested my ability to work through criticism and self-doubt mm -hmm. and, um, and step by step to work toward a far off goal. Um, and that's a skill that anybody in government is going to need because everything takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take. Um, so my doctorate from the university is in American culture, from the University of Michigan, is in American culture with an emphasis on 
immigration and ethnicity, and you can imagine that that um, has served me well in Hamtramck. Yes. Um, it's what led me to, to live in Hamtramck and Detroit while I was in grad school, um, rather than Ann, Ar Ann Arbor, because I wanted to live in an immigrant community. Um, that background gave me, I think, a unique understanding and appreciation for people of all cultures, a, a respect for and an admiration for the 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 whole process of what it takes to come to a foreign country to um, to take that that giant leap into a new world and a new life, um, but also um, that uh, that background I think gave me some opportunities. Um, it opened up some opportunities to speak on Hamtramck's um, behalf for um, to in in front of academic institutions, international news organizations, um, government agencies from, from around the world. Actually, um, they've sought me out because of that background to help tell Hamtramck's story, and in the process, to tell America's story. Um, and and it's given me an opportunity to um, represent Hamtramck as an example of what that American promise and dream can be with all its nuances, with all its difficulties, with all its unfulfilled promise. But you know, as, as demographics change all around the world, people are looking for an example. How, where does this, where can we see in a small place how this works? Um, and, and I can tell that story, and I have told that story internationally, so that Hamtramck is now known mm -hmm. internationally as a place where people come from all over the world, they live next door to each other, they disagree with each other sometimes, they can, they can fight on some issues, they can have you know, fiercely held you know, different opinions on some issues, but yet they manage to live with each other um, and work those things out day by day in a process, in a continuing process that never ends. Um, that, ins that story is inspiring to people all over the world, and my educational background has given me the, the, the expertise and the knowledge, but also the opportunity and the kind of um, uh, uh, professional credence, I guess, or, or, or credentials um, to tell that story to the world. Yeah. We can all agree that Hamtramck is definitely a unique place to live and to be in, for sure. It's like the world in two miles. Mm -hmm. All two miles of it. <laughs> can, can I have a minute? To yeah. Yes. Okay, for I sure. just want to add something. Yeah. So, she mentioned she is the first in her family. Same thing. With yeah, yeah. I'm the first. Not only... Uh, I came from Yemen at age 17. So... I belong at what I call to, to the Sabaya generation. Right. I, I came up with that term. You know, there is the sandwich generation where you take care of your parents and your kids. Sabaya generation is the Yemenis where they take care of their parents, grandparents, kids, cousins. <laughs> the I family. like that one. So I came to Yemen. <laughs> I came from Yemen, started school, worked 10 hours a day, finished the last year of high school here, kept working seven days a week in a gas station in, uh, uh, you know, during college time. And so... That without family support, imagine just supporting my family back home, without social support system, it was very hard for me. So I, I, this life experience that I went through, um, you know, I always found obstacles on the way, but I never, I'm the type of a person who never give up. I always find a way around. If I can't reach my goal, I will turn around it. So I think it's, it's, it's good to have a leader who never gives up, who went through so much hardship in life, 
that will feel the suffering of the people and, and you know, and reflect and, and the services to, that we should uh, offer to them. All right, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you both for your answers so far. Uh, for those of you that are watching, and I know we have somebody comments and saying that's shared on the Tramac Square Facebook group. So, yep, thank you very much. I shared it in the other groups as well. Uh, we're going to keep it rolling. We're already on question three. Um, now I guess it's my turn to ask the question. So this one is a little long, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the point. So according to some residents, uh, the new parking system has not been working uh, in their opinion, what is the plan uh, to get this system corrected to meet the needs of Hamtramck business uh, so that basically uh, Hamtramck business customers so that the city can increase visitors to the venues rather than having them avoid Hamtramck for the fear of a parking ticket. So I guess what is the plan with the parking meter system and then can the city get out of contract at any time with the company if the parking meter system is still not working to majority of the residents. I'm going to start off with you, Mayor Okay, Mieski. so my first inclination has always been free parking. Yeah. But um, the argument's been made to me over and over every time I've brought that up that that really um, does not work very well. Um, when the system works as it should, we normally would get like $100,000 a year, somewhere in wow. that. And that's no small change for Hamtramck. For we sure. need that, that kind of revenue. And the other thing is that the argument is always made that business owners will park in front of their businesses and their employees will park there and take up the parking places that it won't help customer flow. So, so once we've decided that, okay, council and, and, and mayor and, and administration's decided that, okay, that we have to have parking meters, then the question is, you know, how do we do that? Because for decades, the parking meter system we had never worked right. The meters were broken, they cost us money and maintenance, and it, it was a headache for decades. So the company we have now owns the meters, maintains them, manages them, costs Hamtramck nothing. The question is, how do we manage, how do, what's our part in that system? We um, counsel sets the rates, the hours, the days, the amount that the tickets cost, etc. A, a subcommittee of council brought those recommendations to the whole council and they voted on it and passed the system that, you know, the, the, the parameters that we have now. What's going to happen now that we've had the system in place for about a month or so is that we're going to take the feedback from what works, what didn't work, and tweak that system. So what I'd like to see happen as, with, as that discussion happens, I've got a few, because I use that parking system every day. And I use the app, by the way, which is fantastic and really does work very well. So, but here are some of the changes that I'd like to see as City Council gets together and discusses that, this. Um, I'd like to extend the grace period from five minutes to at least ten minutes um, before somebody gets a ticket. I'd like to cut the hours so that parking, um, so free parking starts at five or six instead of eight. I'd like to um, create a better arrangement for people who live on the metered streets. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to explore accommodations for handicapped parking. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see a more systematic way for Hamtramck business people to cover the costs of their customers when they park. Um, and I'd like to see the cost of the fines reduced. So these are things that the mayor alone, uh, as you know, you know, doesn't make these decisions. It's part of a whole discussion with city council. But these are some of the things that I'm hearing from people that I'm experiencing um, as a business owner parking on 
and not parking on Joseph Campo because of, because it costs too much to park for eight hours or ten hours a day. Um, but these are the, some, of, some of the changes that I would like to see. This, the, the contract is not going to be thrown out. I don't know what the capability is, but the, the company has invested you know, considerable money in, in installing this equipment and setting up this system. So the question is, how can we make it serve the residents and the business owners? And, and so you said the grace period is five minutes right now? Right. And then uh, what is the ticket if you do get The ticket of... right now is $45. Uh, I think that's too much. I think I hope I mentioned I that, that one. one thing that I would yeah, want is that the ticket price be yeah. reduced. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because it went up from like $2 if you paid like, you know, Within the immediately, week. Yeah, yeah, to like $5 max. And that this is a huge jump. Jump, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, the two, the same question goes to you. Uh, I don't have to, I guess, repeat the beginning part, but basically, you know, what do you think about the parking meters? And, you know, if you became mayor, what would you do? And if you can do something, like, how do you approach this situation? So I think this parking system is really bad. Uh, the council approved it without doing some research. I'm, I'm not talking about professional, authenticated research. It could have taken just a simple Google research to see the effect uh, of this parking system on the cities that have implemented it before us and how people are complaining and the businesses and the residents about it. So uh, it, it, I have people coming to me, to my office, complaining that their income went down this month by 25 to 30%. I don't know how true is that, but they seem very upset, the business owners in, in Hamtaro. So uh, it's a five years contract. That's very long. And with the option to renew for another five years. It started on July 1st, 2020. That's when they, you know, signed the contract, I think. There is an option there that the city has the right to terminate it within 18 months under some conditions. We don't want to terminate it. I, I agree with her that we just have to renegotiate, you know, for a favorable terms that, that are in favor of the residents and the business owners. We can. We don't want to trigger a lawsuit against the city, if, you know, by doing that. But if we renegotiate it and modify this this agreement, and it's possible, then we can do stuff that she mentioned. I would be in favor of increasing the grace period to more than ten minutes, because ten minutes is not enough for you to go in and shop and get your stuff ready and, and leave. So it's not about the money. Most people you know, don't like the hassle of, you know, do, putting a quarters or whatever, or the apps, you know, how many, most people are not educated to use the apps and all the stuff. So they just uh, prefer to just drive away from Hampton, from Joseph Campo that have the meters and go to somewhere else where there's the same business where they can get their stuff. So we can modify, increase the grace period to more than just 10 minutes, uh, decrease the the fine from 45 to 25 because the, in the contract it's 25. I don't know why the city increased it to 45, you know, without any explanation. And and we can we can change the hours. I agree with her. Um, and and do everything possible we can do to to make it easy and helpful for the residents and the business owners uh, because there are other problems. The camera cannot see the handicap sign of the car, so they just, you know, give you tickets. They cannot see if you are inside the car and the car is running, you know, that's another problem. Uh, we have limited space of parking because of those, uh, you know, pumps that they created in, in the street. 
So yeah, we, we can renegotiate, we can talk. If I get elected, I'll talk with the, with the city council and the administration to just you know, modify the agreement and, and make it in favor of the business owners and the residents of Hampton. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to add one thing to that. We won't need to um, renegotiate the contract in order to do that because council does have authority over those kinds of issues, you know, time, you know, rates, all of that stuff. So it won't take a renegotiation of the contract. They can, they can sit down and discuss that at any time and make those changes. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. All right, so we are at the half point, halfway point. So I just want to, because we do got people watching, I just want to go over everything that we kind of touched on earlier in the show. So, so far, we've gone, we have six questions overall. We've done three of them so far. Um, so each person gets a chance, three minutes to answer each question, and then if they'd like to rebuttal, they get one minute each to rebuttal. Um, and so far, like I said, we've been through three questions. We talked about what you know, why, why, why do you want to be mayor? Their doctor degrees and the parking meter system. So far, just in case you want to go back to it. And again, the sponsor of this show is the Yemeni American News. So uh, shout out to the Yemeni American News. Thank you to them. But other sponsors of the Table Talk podcast is the Balkan House Restaurant of Hamtramck, BC Adhesives, Give to Gain, and Leo's Coney Island Royal Oak. So thank those uh, people as well. And for those of you that are watching, we go live every Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Talk about any topic that you probably can think of. We try to come up with it and have these kind of conversations that people don't like to tend to have. So we are, uh, you know, we, we enjoy it. And, and so far, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. So And then thank you both for being here again today. Uh, we have the two people who are running for mayor in the city of Hamtramck um, in the building as well. So now we are on question four. Going back to you now, Big Sis, um, it's on you. Okay, so there's still a trash problem in Hemtramck, and um, businesses and residents together are complaining about the trash around the area and saying it's getting out of hand. Um, so how can you address this issue? What are your plans on fixing it? Who's going first? Me. Okay. Uh, I think the doctor, the doctor is going this time. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> the trash issue is, is an easy problem to solve. So we always I have always mentioned in the previous debates that, that you know they I always emphasize on this the primary prevention education is still our biggest area of opportunity to educate people and and, and teach them how to dispose how to dispose the trash and, and and you know improve the communication between the government and the people because there is a lack of communication I will work on improving that communication putting signs you know flyers, lectures, and multiple languages so people can, can learn how to deal with the trash issue. <clears throat> we can mobilize some volunteers, you know, get the schools involved in this. You know, offer scholarships to those people who, who care the most and who recruit the most volunteers to, to help with, with, um, with uh, you know, picking up the trash. Um, now, if if the education part fails and it's not working, then then we should enforce the city codes. That's what. So, so some people blames some people blame the immigrants for for the trash issue. I have heard that from multiple people, but those same immigrants moved to Durban, Warren, Sterling Heights, and and they don't have that problem. We don't hear the problem in there just because the cities there implement the codes. They they enforce their codes. And, and I blame the city for not enforcing their ordinance in Hamtramck. So that's a big part we have too. If education fails, then, you know, they both should be implemented, but, you know, start with the education. If it doesn't work, then implement the ordinance of the city. 
and you know hold the contractor the contractor accountable for picking up the trash on time and i think it's a it's an easy problem to solve we just have to do something work on it you know um, educate people first the city ordinance and get people involved get schools involved and, and I, I think we have 2.5 square kilometer square miles we should be able to clean our city and keep it uh, you know clean and and nice. All right. There we go. And uh, Mayor Miaski, same question. Yeah, too. I mean, I would agree. This isn't rocket science, right? Um, but I think that there's a number of, of uh, kind of uh, tactics or several fronts that we can work on. I mean, one, as you, as, as you say, is education. Um, the community, especially institutions and influencers, um, need to spread the word around their communities. And we see some of that happening. Um, about the existing regulations, about what the expectations are. Um, this can happen on their own initiative, but they should also be able to use um, available materials and messaging from other organizations or some provided by the city. Um, everybody needs to set an example if to, for, in their own families, in their own communities, on their own streets. Um, the families, the schools, the businesses, um, other community institutions can set that example by their own behavior um, and by stressing the importance of individual responsibility um, for cleaning your property. That includes the alley and the curb areas. And when you see your neighbors and, and, and people you respect um, you know, following those procedures, then you tend to do that as well. Um, we can incentivize. So through things like, as you mentioned, like contests, like scholarships, like prizes, rewards, you know, putting your, your lovely home in, uh, uh, in a picture in City Hall or in a social media or something like that, you know, ways to make you feel proud of the good work that you've done. Um, we can organize, and community groups have been doing this for decades um, already, um, organizing cleanups, um, uh, with support from the city and support from businesses. Um, this, is, this always happens. I don't want to say hats off especially um, to Plague Dr. Trashman and um, the Hamtown Trashies that grew out of uh, Plague Doctor's uh, initiative who kind of uh, also kind of reinvigorated this uh, community effort during the um, uh, pandemic. Um, we can provide alternatives and we can provide enforcement, as you say. Um, more trash cans, of course, are needed around the city, but we see that even when we've got them, people don't necessarily use them. And we also see that businesses, which are required to have a dumpster, will use the, the city trash cans instead of their dumpster. So the city needs to step up its enforcement of, of things like that. That's a, that's a violation, and uh, that, can, that should be easy to remedy. Um, I also hear calls sometimes for enforcing the laws against littering. But, like, how are you going to do that when you think about it practically? I mean, is a police officer going to happen to be driving by just in time to see somebody dump out, you know, their, the stuff out of their car into the street? Probably not. So that's a hard thing um, to enforce on its own. But we can prioritize um, particular um, tactics and particular areas of the city to work on in, at one particular time, especially I'm thinking about the entryways into the city, which... Um, are really embarrassing when people come in from 75, either come in north or south. Um, we can also, uh, and we have, created uh, city support mechanisms. So just in this last council meeting, council created a new position, the um, Hamtramck steward. It's a part-time paid position, $15 an hour, to kind of oversee and coordinate and facilitate these um, uh, cleanup efforts. And I was the tiebreaker to make that happen. So...
So, yeah, not rocket science, you know, all these things have been done in other cities, and I, I don't think we would disagree on, on most of this stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know if anybody wanted to rebuttal or else. If not, we can keep the ball rolling. Um, so thank you again for both of you for those answers. And I guess we are moving on. Moving on to now question number five, which is Shemagad. Uh, okay, okay. So question five. There have been many topics that have been debated amongst the citizens of Hemtramck. For example, the LGBTQ flags around the city, the marijuana dispensaries opening up, and etc. How do you plan on addressing these issues and bringing people together to not agree with one another, but at least respect each other's differences? I believe we're starting okay. off with you, okay. Mayor. So, as you say, there'll never be 100% agreement on issues. And, and they're not, you know, healthy debate is a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. So just yesterday I saw some advice from the late Colin Powell uh, that kind of addresses this to, to leaders. He says, get as much information as you can, trust the people around you to have good insight, and don't be afraid to make decisions. Good leaders aren't perfect. They work to find good solutions. So my education and training and experience has, um, has taught me to lead by listening to other experts, um, looking at the ways other cities have dealt with these kinds of issues, controversial issues, um, looking at best practices, um, weighing the facts, not emotions, mm -hmm. and um, listening to the most well-informed voices in the room rather than the loudest. So, um, and, and finally, by making a decision that's not based on political expediency or how many votes you think you might win or lose as a result, um, but by trying to make a decision that's fact-based and based on the well-being of the entire community. Those may very well end up being controversial, although sometimes I think the controversy is, um, is uh, created um, unnecessarily. Um, but you have to take the responsibility for those decisions carefully and, 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 and own them. So most decisions that elected officials make are going to involve multiple sides. And especially for the mayor, because we only vote when there's a tie, almost only ordinances as well. But so by definition, the charter puts us in a position where there, there's a divided, there's an issue that's divided the council and probably divided the city. And we have to be the Solomon, right, who, who weighs in either way. So... You know, I think it's unrealistic to expect um, the mayor to be able to unite those two sides because the mayor's called in when those two sides already aren't united. And then all those factors that I've talked about, um, you know, fact-based, fact um, best practices, um, your own moral compass has to come in. Um, so, they, you know, some people have even said that the mayor shouldn't weigh in on subjects. Mayors shouldn't have an opinion. Um, I think that most people would, would disagree with that, mm -hmm. that um, it is the mayor's role to voice an opinion. Um, but we expect that opinion to be respectful, to be thoughtful, um, to be well-informed, to be principled. Um, and that's all that anybody can ask of any of us, um, a mayor or elected official. So I know that most people would agree that human rights and scientific fact take precedence. So, um, and in the end, um, the overall interests of the entire city guide my decisions, um, but I reach those decisions by leading with my values and listening to facts. 
Thank you so much. Mayor Mieski, um, did you want to repeat the question to uh, Dr. Gharib as well? Yes. Um, there has been many topics that have been debated amongst the citizens of Hemtramck. For example, the LGBTQ flags around the city, marijuana dispensaries opening up, and etc. How do you plan on addressing these issues and bringing people together to not agree with one another, but at least respect each other's differences? Okay. <clears throat> so I, I like how the mayor mentioned the advice of Colin Powell. I, actually, it was interesting that Amanda posted yesterday. Yes, uh -huh. I commented on it before I knew that he passed on. I have nothing against him. He was a great guy, but I only remember the infamous presentation in the United Nations sure. before the invasion of Iraq, where he was talking about the weapon of mass destruction mm -hmm. and all that, which turned out to be a lie, mm -hmm. but the country is, is destroyed and hundreds of thousands of people are killed. But uh, anyways, so um, we have to respect the people, and respect has to be both ways. Um, we have to respect people's choices. And we have our own values and beliefs, which we should not try to impose them on others. We expect others, you know, I expect you to do the same. You know, we should respect each other, learn how to accept each other, uh, because there is no way that we can agree on everything um, in life. Um, so my job as the mayor, if I get elected, is not to take sides with or against some you know, controversial issues. My job is going to be to open a line of communication between both sides, to open a constructive dialogue between each side, to bridge the differences between them, until we reach an agreement and, and learn how to live together. Use our differences to learn about each other, not to hate each other. So I, in my opinion, those controversial issues, we, you know, we should not discuss them a lot so we don't increase the division within the community. And these two issues are behind us already. You know, the city council already talked about them and they took their decisions. So we should move, move forward now. Um, so if there is a controversial issue that, that we could not agree on, I believe that the last say should be to the people, you know, to the residents of the city. We should go back to them. We cannot ignore their, their decision their, and their will and just think that we are smarter than them and we should make decision without taking their opinion into consideration. So that, that's, that's a fundamental thing, that we should respect each other's choices. We should not impose our values on each other. Mm -hmm. We should learn how to accept each other mm -hmm. and live with each other and welcome everybody. And nobody should feel unsafe in Hamtramck. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my job will be to educate people how to do that, to, to, to um, bring people together and, and, and bring them always to constructive dialogue and, and keep the line of communication open, like I said. And that's, that's all. If we can't solve the problem, then we go back to the people. That's what democracy is all about, right? That's it. Okay, so I have, I have a question about that. So, but the role of the mayor is when there's a tie vote on council is to break that tie and vote. And that may well be one of those controversial issues. Would you say then that the mayor shouldn't vote, but should should bring it to a referendum the next at the next election or something like that, rather than vote and, and fulfill your um, charter, your duty by charter? 
no. If I have to vote and break the tie, then I will think about the benefit of the city, the division that my vote will create if I take this side or that, the, um, the, you know, the opinion of, of the people who voted for us, you know, then at that point, it's a difficult decision, but then we have to think about how democracy works, right? What would people say? What would the, I don't want to say the majority of the people, but it's going to be difficult. It's a difficult decision, but I will take into consideration the opinion of my constituents who voted for me and protecting the rights of the minority, the other group who voted for example, that I disagree with or something. So I hope we don't reach that. Again, we already went through that and, and you took your decision in that. Uh, you voted, for example, for the marijuana, right? Did you break the tie? I don't believe I had to break a tie on that. I don't remember, but I, I don't believe did. I did. But I've uh, never, never hidden my opinion yeah, about it. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. And I'm just saying, but in 2018, uh, two, 2,800 of Phantom residents, you know, voted no to opening marijuana dispensaries. No, they so. voted against um, a statewide referendum for right. medical marijuana, which is a different thing. Right, but, but that's, that's the number, estimate of how many people voted no. And, and so this is done already. It's behind us. You know, the government dealt with that, and uh, I hope we don't face it again. We need to move forward, and we need to think how to bring people together. And um, in case of difficult uh, decisions, we always have to go back to the people. That would still be my opinion, because it, it, that's, it, it, that's what democracy is all about. It, it's going to so, be hard. Uh, so I do have a question then, uh -huh. because I did have to break a tie on the gay pride flag. Uh, and I broke uh, the tie, and I will defend this uh, you know, w without question, um, to allow the pride flag to fly. How would you have broken that tie? Well, when I get elected, if this situation repeated, then, then I will think about it at the time. That was your job because there was a tie. Yeah. Maybe the new city council will solve the problem without me having to take a decision. True enough. So when that happened, then I will think about it in the benefit of the people. I will always put into consideration, you know, not creating any division within the city. So from now until we get to that situation, if it happens again, we have to educate people how to accept each other. You know, I don't want to side with, like I said, my job is not to side with one group against the other. My job is to bring people together. My job is to build uh, bridges between them, make them learn from their differences, keep the line of communication open between them. That's how it should be. We should not impose our values on each other. We should accept each other. So. Yeah, I hope that situation wouldn't happen again, but we will have a new city council, and I'm sure they will, uh, they, they will be hopefully qualified people that will solve the issues without creating more division within our community. All right. Thank you very much um, for both of you for the answers. First of all, I just want to make sure I mention this. Um, really, really, really very thankful that both of you came here and did this show here. I just want to make sure I mention that before I go into the last question. I really do appreciate it. Um, you guys took the time out to come out here. Didn't hesitate to do this. We mentioned it the first time around. I said I did want to do a part two. And you guys are both on board uh, to do this part two. So I just want to make sure I say that. Thank you very much. I can't thank you all enough.
And also, again, before we finish out the show, because I do have the last question, just want to do a rundown again um, on the sponsors, because I do want to thank them, because without them, the show would not be happening. So the sponsor of this specific show is the Yemeni American News, which is a news organization that has been providing reliable and informative stories around the metro Detroit area and in Yemen since 2007. They are an online and print news organization. Um, Their news is printed in Arabic and in English. You can find their online articles on their website at theyemeniamericannews.com or on their social media sites, which is the Yemeni American News, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also find their print copies at the end of each month at many local businesses in the Detroit, Hamtramck, and Dearborn area. You know, great people over there. I even do some freelancing. So thank you, uh, Rashid and Uzaidi and everybody that's there. Someone that I look up to because, you know, great advice. He always helps me out as well. So thank you to the Yemeni American News. And then I also want to give a shout out to our other sponsors of the uh, Table Talk podcast, which is the Balkan House Restaurant Hamtramck. Locations in Hamtramck and Ferndale as well. You got BC Adhesives all the way from Wisconsin, Franklin, Wisconsin. Wanted to make sure they... Uh, you know, put their hands in here and help us out as well. Give to Gain, which is a nonprofit organization that donates money to Yemen. So if you ever want to donate, make sure, uh, if you want to, go through Give to Gain. And then you got Leo's Coney Island in Royal Oak. Uh, thank you to the people from Leo's. The best Leo's in town is from Leo's Coney Island in Royal Oak. And we are going to end the show with a simple question. Uh, wrapping it up by asking you the simple question. And of course, you know, they have three minutes, but... You know, you want to go longer, you go longer. Um, why do you think, why should the citizens of Hamtramck vote for you to be mayor on Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021? I'm going to start off with you, doctor. Well, I think uh, not only the citizens of Hamtramck should vote for me, even, even the mayor should vote for me too. <laughs> because now more than ever, we need a change. It's time for a change. I think after 16 years, of, uh, you know, you did a good job, you did all your best, but I think after 16 years, it's time for a change. It, it, you know, uh, Hamtramck needs a new transformational leadership, new, with new visions and new ideas, and I think I have, uh, I, I, like I explained in the beginning, I have the motivation, the enthusiasm, the skills that will, uh, that will you know, make it a positive change, a transformational change. So, uh, the it's now time to give a change a chance and see how much potential our little city has uh, to improve the, the life uh, of, of our citizens. So I believe that everyone should vote for a change. You know, sometimes it gives us some nightmares to those countries that leaders stay for so long and at the end they collapse because the leaders think there's, the country can only be run by one person. Uh, I know you don't think that way, <laughs> but uh, I believe that people should, they, they have voiced their concerns, and their change, the change is one of their concerns. So they, this concern should be embraced, and we should, uh, you know, give them a chance, give the city a chance for a new leadership with, uh, with new faces, new ideas, new visions, and I think uh, we'll do all it takes, we'll do our best to, to work hard with everybody uh, to improve the life of the citizens of Hamtramck and to make it a better city for us and for generations to come after us. Thank you, Doctor. And the same mayor goes to you, uh, same question goes to you, uh, Mayor Mieski, is 
Why should the citizens of Hemchamek vote for you to be mayor on Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021? So I appreciate that, that desire for change. Um, no matter what else happens, Hamtramck will have three new city council people on January 1st, 2022. There will be change. Um, but as mayor, I can ground that council with those new faces, with my knowledge, with my experience, with my understanding of the processes of government, um, with the relationships that I've built over the years, with every constituency in Hamtramck. Polish, African-American, Yemeni, Bosnian, Albanian, Bangladeshi, Ukrainian, um, people who don't identify um, themselves ethnically, with Hindu, Catholic, um, Baptist, Buddhist, Muslim, pagan, atheist, uh, people who don't practice, um, with Hamtramck's artist and creative community, with straight, gay, bi, trans, uh, with men, women, and every, every variety of gender identity. Um, each of these groups, and folks who don't fall into any of them, um, deserve advocacy and respect and representation from the mayor. And everybody knows from my record that this is how I lead, um, this is how I represent the city publicly, and this is how I guarantee that everybody has a valued place in the city. And finally, um, I know this job. So my experience can help guarantee continued progress in accessing the expertise and the resources um, to continue our long-term infrastructure projects, roads, sewers, alleys, sidewalks. Um, it uh, can help guarantee continuity on projects like the, the construction of the final houses in the Sarah Garrett lawsuit. Um, the Joe Lewis Greenway project, the um, multi-million Hamtramck Stadium project that we're working on with um, other municipal and county and state and national partners, um, with the multi-million or with the um, uh, negotiations with the Wayne County Jail that they're planning to close, um, with discussions like I had today with the Detroit Area Agency on Aging um, about um, programs for seniors in the city, so. So these and other projects, we work on every day. They happen below the scenes. People don't realize they're going on until you know, something comes up publicly. But they're projects like this that we're continually working on. Um, so I've kept us moving forward on projects like these and, um, on, uh, and, and kept us growing. Um, Hamtramck experienced the highest population growth percentage-wise in Wayne County in the 2020 census, and second in the state in the 2020 census, um, even while our neighboring communities lost population. So I've kept us moving um, forward through the good times and through a national recession, through a global pandemic. Um, and as the city now heads into its 100th year anniversary, we're talking about the future of Hamtramck. As we head into our 100th year anniversary, um, that stability and momentum that I, the stability I've provided and the momentum that I've built um, and the experience that I have um, will help, I think, solidify Hamtramck's um, foundation in preparation for that next 100 years. Can I say one? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just for one minute. <clears throat> so I appreciate everything you said. 
But if we keep experiencing the same problems in Hanfeng over and over, year after year, and we haven't seen any real bold solutions to solve these problems, then talking about the experience is, is, is useless. Um, I know you have experience. It's, uh, I mean, you did your best, but there could be productive experience and destructive experience. So w when we see problems that keeps happening year after year for the past um, several years, and, and we, after our presidents, had not seen real solutions for these problems. So I'm sure that's one of the reasons they need a change. Uh, and they need to try something different. They need to think out of someone who can think out of the box, not keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So I am coming to, you know, from the world of research, like I said, medicine and science, I will be doing, you know, research about everything. Um, not that you can't do it, but this is our field. That's how they taught us doing research about everything setting up realistic goals that, that we can fulfill, not making false promises. And I think we can all together in Hamtramck, you know, work together in a different way to solve those problems. I don't want to make false promises, but I have big plans, you know, that, that if it happens, it will, it will change the, the life of the people in Hamtramck, hopefully. Well, I think that, you know, all politicians um, tend to say that, right? You know, um, I, I've got, you know, I'm going to make change. I've, you know, I've got big plans. But, you know, what are they? We're working on all of these issues. They're long-term issues that take a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of moving parts. And that's why, um, you know, you don't see the results, you know, in, in six months or, you know, you know, the sewer problems take years and years and millions and millions of dollars that you have to, to gather, you know, piecemeal over many years to solve. You know, I don't know how you solve that without, um, you know, by bold ideas. There's a, there's a very simple solution to, you work for the, you look for the money from your partners, from your, from the federal government, you enlist the, the, um, the advocacy of your elect, other elected officials, and and you continue those discussions, and those things, and you know when the government changes in Washington, then the situation changes for for big projects like that. So, so which which is just to say, you know, it's not to make excuses, but it's to say that that these kinds of things, some of them really aren't rocket science, and there aren't, you know, the the. The strategies are well proven. It's just that they take a long time to happen. And that I have to say, it's not one person who makes, makes it happen, but it's a lot of moving parts that have to come together. And sometimes it's historical you know, um, uh, factors that come into play. You know, right now we've got Joe Biden and we've got a big um, push for infrastructure. This is a, an incredible opportunity for Hamtramck that we didn't have under Trump, and we didn't even have under Biden. Um, so, you know, we have to take advantage of opportunities like that when they, when they come our way, but they're not always under our control either. Right. <clears throat> so, like you said, it's not a one-person job. It's a teamwork. And even the infrastructure that we are working in Hamtramck, most of it is done by the Wayne County. So, um, you know, the streets and other stuff, because we share a lot of stuff with them. So, 
what you're describing can be done by other people, trust me. It's not only you who can do that. So you have done your best, and I think you should give a chance to people who still have more potential and more energy and enthusiasm to do something and to try something different. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be you know, guided by some, some guidelines and some rules that we cannot violate. But I think uh, people think different, and, and plans can be different to reach the same goal. Um, so, you know, that's what, that's what bothers me, that it brings flashback to me when those dictators used to say, if I leave the office, everything will collapse. So it's only me who can do that. Trust me, we can do that. We can build relationship with people, with the backgrounds that we have, with the skills that we have. We can, uh, we can build relationships, we can bring grants to the city, I can build a teamwork in the city that will be more functional and that can work together and, and come up with real solutions um, without them. I'm not making false promises, like I said, but I, I believe that we have more potential, more um, desire, more enthusiasm to accomplish something and to make you know, I'll work so hard because I'll be under the spotlight. So I'll do all my best to prove that we can do something and that we in Hamtramck, as immigrants, we can do something and improve the life of, of, of the people in Hamtramck and make it a better city. I'm not making false promises, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking real here. All right. Did you, I don't know if there's something I was going to address the idea of energy because um, I think that there's an ageism uh, inherent in that, that implies that um, a senior citizen um, doesn't no. have the energy. No, I don't, um, I don't mean that. Yeah, but okay. I'm just saying, because I'm fresh, you know, I'll come with fresh ideas. Fre you know, you need fresh faces, fresh ideas. We all have a lot of responsibilities, and, and, and you know, we have a lot of stress in life, and we are, you know, we have jobs and kids to take care of. So, but I'm just saying, a fresh face will come with more enthusiasm than a person who has been in power for 16 years. You have tried, I'm sure, everything you could, you could have done. If you could have solved those problems, you would have done so three or four years ago. So give us a chance. <laughs> I mean, you may not, you are resisting the change, but I think people of Hamtramck will have something different to say this time. And like I said, if you vote for me, you will participate in making history. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I, I want to uh, give, uh, we got sound effects now, so I just want to give a round of applause <laughs> as well. I just want to make sure that happens. Well, uh, ladies, I don't know if y'all wanted to add anything else because, you know, this is it. Did you want to say anything? or Just good luck and um, may the best mayor win, right? <laughs> Um, honestly, guys, um, just coming from a person that loves Hamtramck and ends up always there, um, I really appreciate this. You guys definitely got, I was writing notes. I want to be a future politician, so I was literally right here taking a bunch of notes. So I, um, I thank you, and I'm honestly so grateful for this. So thank you guys so much, and good luck to both of you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and we are all grateful for this. Seriously, we really appreciate it coming out here to have this conversation. Uh, I really do appreciate it, and uh, you know, I know you're busy, very busy, the both of you, because uh, we are two weeks away. Again, uh, the voting is on Tuesday, November second. Um, polls open, I believe, at eight a.m. or was it seven a.m. or eight a.m. I don't know if that's a official seven. You said seven a.m. and it goes up until eight p.m. Correct. All right, there you go. Uh, thank you for everyone that was watching. Obviously, it'll 
you know, you can find it on social media. We'll be posting everything later on. Uh, this is the Table Talk crew. This is what we do at 7 o'clock p.m. Every Tuesdays, we have these conversations. This probably won't be the last time you see uh, both of their faces. We're going to try to get them in for some other topic in the future reference. Uh, so, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And we good luck to the both of you. And I hope you all have a great rest of your night. And make sure to vote. Yes. Do your part. We did ours. So yes. you do your part. There you go. So vote, vote, vote. Have a great day.